Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, Universal Salvation. What is it? Is it real? Is it biblical? Is it something that all cultures actually believe? We're going to talk about that today. What it might mean to you in your next chapter of your walk of faith, your walk of life. Welcome, everyone. It's going to be an interesting episode today. Uh, I debated on whether or not to do this, but I try to just move where the inspiration is. Uh, as God inspires me on these, I, I try to just be obedient and do it. Um, and then, you know, we go from there. So uh, I made some of this AI art with a little salvation for Saleh. Uh, you know, kind of the idea that, um, you know, we've really uh, done a great job of packaging this idea branding it and selling it uh, as a uniquely one denomination or one type of faith um, point of view. And I just don't believe, uh, spoiler alert, I don't believe that salvation is inherently uh, any type of denomination or even a certain tradition of faith. I believe it is universal. I believe uh, that that Christ, the Christ, not just Jesus, but the Christ has been entering this matrix since the beginning of time to enlighten people, lead them towards love and light, towards understanding, uh, towards a higher consciousness. And so that's that's what I believe. Uh, so spoiler alert, that's kind of how this episode's going to go. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot of uh, questions here in the comments uh, for verses to look up. Now, I've got several I'm going to look up today. Uh, we're going to look into the Bible because I kind of start with that every time. And before anyone asks, this is not an inherently Christian channel. This is a channel about faith, spirituality, and the paranormal. So I talk about all of that, all of that on this. Um, and so what what is faith to me? Faith is that belief in something higher than yourself, in, in a collective good, in uh, love and light, in something that is powerful yet unseen, um, what is spirituality? Spirituality to me is going within, going within ourselves, uh, to clean out all the cobwebs, take that personal audit of things that don't serve us. We talked about rest yesterday and that whole acronym for rest. Fantastic episode. If you get a chance, go check it out. Um, and then, uh, paranormal, what is paranormal? It's things that we can't explain. It's the actual weird experiences people have. It's everything from visions and the prophetic to UFOs and ghosts and specters uh, and uh, beings of light and all kinds of stuff we just can't explain, guys. Uh, and within all of that somewhere, it, I'm a big science nerd, too, so I love to look at the science behind all of this uh, as much as I can. Uh, I'm not certified in any of this. I'm not... Uh, you know, uh, I don't have that stamp of approval from the matrix to say that I, uh, you know, I've, I've learned and, and done my due time and paid my dues, but I, I have the life experience to tell you I've paid my dues. I've worked within a church for many years. Um, I've studied the Bible my entire life. I have from a young age believed that I had superpowers. Um, I have uh, always known that I had some sort of supernatural creative gift. Um, I wrote a book in 2020, uh, and this is not accolades for me, but I'm, I'm telling you this because you're going to have your own list as well 
to really see who you are and who you were created to be. Uh, and so that's really, really important to me to make sure you guys all know who you are because it's really hard to find God if you don't recognize who you were created to be. Um, do you believe uh, the church has manipulated the Bible for their own purpose and beliefs? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's not just uh, it's not just Christians. It's it's every you know. I I think it's probably more prevalent in the West here for sure, um, and then probably starting in England, and obviously the Church of Rome uh, had a big bearing on what ended up in that uh, b- biblical text. I am not a infallible Word of God type of guy. Uh, I've talked about this several times before. Uh, the Bible is an amalgamation of man's understanding of these supernatural events that happened throughout biblical times, as well as a collection of ancient mythologies, uh, astral theology, prophetic, uh, all of that kind of mixed together. And you say, well, okay, uh, well, but isn't God powerful enough to preserve, you know, his word? Well, yeah, but his word is not the it's not the Bible, and I talk about that all the time. I love my Bible. I read my Bible all the time, but it's not the word of God. The word of God is the logos of God. The logos means the divine expression or the computation. So when it talks about Christ was the fullness of God, he was the word of God made flesh in the Bible, uh, we're talking about the logos of God rather than a spoken word. And and while it can mean at times a spoken word, we hear about God as spirit. We hear about the Father as spirit from Christ. Uh whereas the God of the Old Testament is more of a flesh being that can be bargained with, comes down in fire and smoke. I consider him to be an extraterrestrial entity or an angelic being uh that came to deliver um you know the Israelites into their new land and uh Israel was his portion. Uh, and I believe in El Elyon as the God Most High, uh, but goes by many names. And we're actually going to read a Buddhist text today called Wisdom of the East Buddhist Psalms. Uh, and so stick with me because, guys, I promise you, if you've been raised like me within a church setting, uh, especially like the Western evangelical tradition, and you're kind of deconstructing like me, but you still love God, you still love truth, uh, you still want to like continue your path to ascension, but you want to try to understand all of this stuff around it. Um, then this text I'm going to read today is going to be absolutely eye-opening for you because it has been for me. I've been reading it at night, and I was I was asking God the other day because I've been real anxious lately, and I'm like, God, none of this is is has any value spiritually that I'm studying and teaching and learning. None of it has any value if it doesn't help me find peace like isn't that the whole point of the gospel isn't that the whole point of these buddhist texts or hindu texts uh and and i say all that because we are a multi-faith multi-race multi-orientation community i don't care who you're married to or where you go to church or don't go to church uh as long as you're here in love and seeking divine intervention and and looking to connect with the one the one mind, the one consciousness, the universal frequency of love. That's what we're here to do, guys. And that's that's what I'm going to talk about today. So um, let's see. Uh, somebody says, okay, an alien. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a big believer in uh, ancient astronaut theory. I mean, you don't have to look far historically to find tons of evidence that we've been visited by beings from the stars. Um, you know, watch Ancient Aliens. I've watched almost every episode of it. Uh, I'm a total believer. And then you look this stuff stuff up online, and it's all there. I mean, uh, there are sites that have been built, you know, ten to fifteen thousand years ago. That there's just no way humanity did that, especially at that early stage in evolution. So, uh, anyway, it, it, it's pretty pretty compelling. If you haven't watched some of my videos on is Yahweh the Father that Christ spoke of. Um, or my ancient astronaut videos, uh, go check it out. Really, really interesting stuff. So, uh, God loves you. Uh, Moy says, absolutely. He loves all of us universally. He loves all of us universally. Um, somebody says evolution disproves God. Oh, definitely not. Because if you look at the true story that's running through biblical texts, you see that, uh, creation has been around for a very, very long time. Uh, all of the energies in the universe, all of the things needed to make things like this planet to terraform it. Um, and then it was all terraformed by a maker God, uh, according to biblical texts, by the way, this is not just my theory. If you actually read without guidance from someone who's been indoctrinated into it, if you actually read Genesis, um, and then go read the Sumerian tablets, you get a whole different picture of what all of this creation is about. So it's really interesting. Um, literally happened over billions of years, not seven days. Uh, hey, that's totally possible. Uh, goodbye. You know, I, I don't, uh, I'm not saying that the Bible is historical fact. I am saying that it is a representation. If you listen to the beginning of this, it's a representation of man's understanding of all of this. So, um, anyway, I'm going to get into the text today and we are going to, uh, read some Buddhist Psalm. But the first thing I want to read is from, uh, first Timothy four ten, And it says to this end, we labor and strive because we have set our hope on the living God who is the savior of all men. And especially to those who believe now, Pastors have been arguing about this for years, arguing about what is salvation, what what does all of this do, how does it fit together? You got to do this, and you got the baptism, and you got all the all the stuff. And I just don't buy into that. That we have to be uh, a part of all of that stuff to have salvation. Um, I believe those who wake up who want to learn the authentic reality that we live in and want to learn where we are uh, as far as a spiritual ascension of a community. Uh, those are the people that step into that light, that step into that oneness. And that oneness is what uh, leads us to eterno eternity um, and allows us to not have to be reincarnated. So uh, that's where uh, I kind of come at it from. Um, I do believe in reincarnation. I believe that we can be reincarnated either to accomplish an end. If we ascend to a certain level and, uh, we're chosen to come back, we can come back as an ascended master. Uh, I also believe some people have to repeat it because they just get it horribly wrong and they continue to get opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. Um, you know, God is the God of second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, what did he say? Forgive uh, seven times 77. So, 
Marvel, come here. Come here. Come here. Don't eat my candle. My dog's trying to eat my candle. Uh, do you think it's a soul trap we're in? Absolutely, Jason. Uh, Jasona. Uh, absolutely. You know, I, I've got a whole video series on the matrix and what I think the matrix is, or at least my theory behind it. Uh, really interesting stuff. I don't claim to know anything, by the way. Um, I just do this because I'm inspired to do it. I believe it's my calling. Uh, I know it's my calling and I've just stepped in and said, Hey, yes. Okay. I'm going to do this thing. Um, and I've, I've given up everything to do this thing. Uh, and that's why I'm here with you guys. So, and by the way, if you like what I'm doing and you enjoy the content, uh, check out, we've got, um, this merch that I'm wearing right now is the, uh, prayer portal t-shirt. Let me show you guys. Uh, and I got mine. It's super, super nice. I'm really impressed at this print company we're using. The print is beautiful. It looks amazing. It is so soft. These are like Jersey style. So you could work out in this. I can actually mountain bike in this. No problem. Um, so I'm really, really thankful that we found this company. They're doing an incredible job. But this is over on the website at cubcooker.me if you want to go check it out. Cubcooker.me. Link is all in the bio and everything. Um, so let me get my uh, dog out of here, guys. I'm sorry. I don't have a dog sitter, and I'm going to have to uh, find one, I think. Okay, sorry about that. She was eating. She's one years old now, and she was eating my decorative plants behind me. So that's not cool. Um, some days she does well, some days she doesn't. So, um, but I love her to death. So, um, so that's the verse, First uh, Timothy. Let me just read it again because this is where a lot of people get uh, really into the whole salvation debate. Okay, um, so to this end we labor and strive. Because we have set our hope on the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. And a lot of people take this to go, oh, we're laboring and striving, so it's works. It's works. It's like what we, you know, whatever we can accomplish is what gets us to heaven. Um, I propose heaven is here. Heaven is within. The kingdom of God is within us. Um, is there another plane of existence? Absolutely. But it's not heaven like people think of it as like, you know, billowy white clouds and all that stuff. That, to me, was formulated by a lot of Old Testament and other mythologies where you had these extraterrestrial beings that were showing themselves and helping humanity. People wanted to get up there with them. Uh, but then you have Christ come and he's speaking of a totally different, uh, a totally different father, a totally different God. Uh, one that is ancient and pure and true and really had been around since uh, the Sumerian uh, cultures and they believed in a different pantheon of gods. They believed in like a most high God who had a wife, who had a son, um, and then there was a pantheon under that of other brother and sister gods. Uh, so really, really interesting. Thank you guys for the thousand likes. I appreciate that. God bless you guys. Good, Good for a morning here, so... Uh, thoughts create reality. And I totally believe that too. So that's another thing is like what we think becomes our reality and you think it enough and you, uh, start to internalize it and feel into that. 
Um, and that's spiritual manifesting. That's not physical manifesting. Physical manifesting uh, is where you, we've talked about sorcery before. You take something in the physical world. You have to take the energy from that, do an incantation or whatever, and then you get it. Um, and so spiritual manifesting is first preparing your heart, first preparing your mind, first creating that thing in your head and your heart energy, uh, and then allowing God to manifest that for you within the physical matrix. So, um, revelation 19 through 21 gives details of the new heaven and new earth and the new Jerusalem coming down. I have interesting thoughts on revelation. Uh, I haven't gotten into it yet because I just, I just don't know. I, I don't know. I always say I don't know, but I have more opinions on a lot of the stuff that I don't know than I do on Revelation. But I do see in Revelation that uh, the New Jerusalem is not the only celestial community that's going to be landing on the earth. If you look at that, that is the design for a spaceship. Um, And it is massive, 1,500 miles tall, 1,500 miles wide, huge cube or... Uh, some people say pyramid, but I think it's a cube from what I read, uh, coming down and, uh, living among the people. But there are many other cultures that are long expecting their gods to come down in those type of cities, celestial cities. If you remember a few years ago in some of the Asian countries, they had a bunch of, uh, these effigies in the clouds that looked like cities. And a lot of people were thinking it was kind of the return there. Uh, so a lot of really interesting stuff there. And I, and I don't say that to disprove anything or try to, you know, trip you up, but other than like, look at kind of what's out there, look at the different possibilities. Aliens are fallen angels. They're fallen angels and regular angels, by the way, that's a common misconception. And I just do not see that they are all fallen angels, by the way. Um, I see that a lot of them are here for good for, they're working on our planet. They're taking care of us, uh, literally doing what it says that they're supposed to do in the Bible and other texts because angels are not inherently a, a Christian or a, uh, a Jewish belief. They're, they're in a lot of different, uh, cultures. So, um, let's see. Uh, Robert E says, who are you? My name is cub Cooker and I'm a, a spiritual whatever, you know, here on, on the interwebs. Uh, and I get to talk about this stuff every day. I get to study. Um, I watch a lot of documentaries. I read a lot of texts. I pray a lot. Um, and I really just try to bring a fresh light to all of this. So, um, anyway, um, so let's see, uh, other questions. It's no one's job to convince you what you believe. That is very true. And that's what I definitely don't want to try to convince anyone here. Uh, but I definitely want to open minds and this is, again, this is a touchy subject. I knew going into this today, we'd get some, some heat on this, but I I was compelled to do it because I knew, uh, this is something on my heart that like I was raised and I believe for a long time, if you didn't believe in uh, a long haired blue eyed Jesus, Jesus Christ, then you were going to hell. And that's just not, it's, that's just not even biblical in, in what I see guys. Um, because even this verse here, we set our hope on the living God, the living to live, be alive. God is Theo, a deity, especially the supreme divinity. I mean, and then you've got other verses. You say, well, 
you know, uh, well, there's the saved by faith verse. Then there's the, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Well, you got to understand that some of this stuff is literal in the Bible. Some of it's figurative, some of it's esoteric. In fact, a lot of it's esoteric. And so I believe what Christ was saying there is like, because of me, because of what I've done, uh, the way I am doing things that what I'm teaching, no one goes through the father except through that. Uh, and it does not mean that we can package and brand that and say, this is, this is it. And you got to believe this denomination's point of view or you're, you're, you're off base. So, um, let's see. I don't have a problem with you comparing it to a spaceship if you want to, uh, but you said heaven is not literal. So the Bible talks about heaven and the kingdom of God. There's the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. And a lot of the old beliefs was the kingdom of heaven that we would actually, like we would go up into that kingdom of heaven. But the kingdom of God is what Christ came to talk about. Now, I believe that Christ was transfigured and went up into another realm. He went into a higher form of reality. Uh, but he spoke about like, what is the way to find that it's to go within. It is the kingdom of God within you. That is what manifests love, acceptance, understanding, peace, joy, light, all of those things. You may say, well, I, Oh, so I, I'm my own savior or whatever. Well, basically if you look at Gnosticism, like that, which is within you saves you not something from out here and you say well what about the sacrifice of christ well christ's have been sacrificed since the beginning of time uh you look at the story of christ the story of horus the story of krishna like all of which you know have been martyred for uh their what they brought to humanity their um uh their contribution spiritually to humanity uh a lot of people call them ascended masters i call them the same being and I don't understand why we have separation, especially, and I'm just going to jump into it. Let's just read this Buddhist text because as a lifelong raised Christian, um, this was shocking to me, shocking to me that it is so similar. And it's like, dude, this is talking about the same, the same God, the same, uh, savior, the same, uh, person coming to enlighten humanity. It's so similar. So if you've never heard this, this is amazing. This is amazing. So buckle up. Okay, Buddhist Psalms. It says, Lauding the Infinite One. Now this is uh, Wisdom of the East Buddhist Psalms. It's free on Apple Books. It's an ancient book, so it's like in public domain now. Uh, and it says, Since he who is infinite attained unto the wisdom supreme... The long, long ages of the ten kalpas have rolled away. The light of his dharmakaya is in the world eyes to the blind, seeking refuge in the true illumination. For the light of his wisdom is infinite. In all the worlds there is nothing upon which his light shines not. Take refuge in the light universal, as the light of his deliverance is boundless. He who is within it is freed from the lie of affirmation or denial. Pay attention to that. Seek refuge in that which is beyond understanding. For his glory is all-embracing as the air. It shineth and pierceth all things. 
and there is nothing hid from the light thereof. Take refuge in the ultimate strength of his pure radiance is above all. He who perceiveth this light is set free from the fetters of karma. And you guys see the similarity here of like, uh, you know, those who believe in Christ are set free from sin and death. Like the fetters of karma here. What is karma? If you've ever studied that, you know, it's kind of that, uh, you, you know, that cyclical thing where, um, you are, you know, paying for all of your sins throughout your life and then you have to come back and pay for them again. Or some cultures believe you come back as a lower life form or whatever. Uh, and I don't know all of that, but I know that karma and sin are kind of, you know, two sides to the same coin. Really interesting, uh, stuff there. So seek refuge in the world honor. Since his glorious radiance is above all, he is called the Buddha of divine light. And by him is the darkness of the three worlds enlightened. Excellence is the light of his wisdom. Therefore, he is called the Buddha of clear shining. He who is within the light, being washed from the soil of karma, shall attain unto the final deliverance. Take refuge in the mighty consoler. Whosoever his mercy shineth throughout all the worlds, men rejoice in its gladdening light. The darkness of ignorance perisheth before his light. Therefore is he hailed as the Buddha of radiant wisdom. All the Buddhas and the threefold choir of sages praise him. His glory shineth forever and ever. Therefore he called the Buddha of everlasting life. Therefore he is called the Buddha of everlasting light. Do you guys see the similarities here? Uh, it is it is startling. Um, and I was raised in a culture, uh, and, and not to point fingers at anyone, but it's just kind of how it is, especially when you're raised in West Texas. Uh, you know, it's Jesus or the highway to hell, and that's it. Uh, and to even look at a Buddhist text was like, you know, heresy. Uh, and probably still is. I'm sure if anyone in my hometown watches this, they're, they're going to be shocked that I've fallen off the path, but, um, I find it amazing because I have long felt that there are multiple Christs because I just see that you have this exact same story playing out through all of these different cultures. It's just a different name. It's just a different name. And then, you know, you've got a lot of people that say, well, it's the name of Christ that saves you. Well, that what is a name? It's an identity it's an association with. So it doesn't matter if he's called Buddha. It doesn't matter if he's called Christ. It doesn't matter if he's called Krishna. It doesn't matter if he's called Horus. As long as he is that one that brought the fullness of the Logos down to earth to enlighten humanity and upgrade humanity into the frequency of love, which is exactly what we're doing right now, guys. This community is upgrading the frequency collectively. And when we get on here and we do this together and we have these conversations and we break down walls of prior understanding, <clears throat> the walls of limitations on ourself and our beliefs, and by the way, our God, when we break those down and we can see clearly this light that this text is talking about, and when we meditate and we go within and we find that kingdom within and we start to love our neighbors, we start to love our fellow man. And by the way, we start to love ourselves again. I'm not talking ego. Oh, I'm better than you. I'm talking about healing, internal healing, forgiving ourselves, forgiving others, 
realizing that everything on our path has been for our good at some point, realizing that we are here as spiritual beings to ascend and transcend. Jasona says, so glad you're here, bro. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, who created the processes? Uh, if you're talking about the processes of like the physical world, um, I'm not clear on all of that, but I do believe that Genesis chapter one and chapter two are two different entities creating one creates and one makes. Um, I don't know how all that works and fits into, you know, obviously you go out, stand under a waterfall, you see the rainbow, you see the sunlight, you're in this incredible spiritual place. But at the same time, somehow that's still a matrix and, all of that is only a physical representation of a spiritual realm that we just haven't quite reached yet. Is the matrix actually just the physical stuff or when we ascend, does this physical stuff become more meaningful? I don't know. To me, the matrix, a lot of people say the matrix is like, well, this pencil isn't real, but what's the definition of reality? Like this pencil is just as real as my hand, right? But at the same time, when you start to ascend spiritually, you now see this pencil as a whole lot more than just a pencil. I now see this hand as a whole lot more than just a hand. And it's like a veil is opened up and you start to see the true nature of things. And it's almost like the matrix was more of a mindset and a blinding put on humanity rather than an actual physical creation. Um, and I'm not sure about all of that, but I, that's that's my perspective on it. So, um Let's see. Um, anyway, you guys be nice to each other in the comments. I can't read all the comments, so be respectful. And, and if there's people that are, you know, hassling people, like, that's not what we're here for, guys. And and you're welcome to share your perspective, but do it respectfully, please. Because uh, that's what we're all here to do. Um, let's see. Uh, the darkness of ignorance perisheth before his light. That's like my favorite line there. Because what's the biggest problem we have when we argue? When we argue, well, I, I think this and I think that. Well, it's ignorance. You know, because we're, we're all ignorant, by the way. I'm ignorant of all of this. I might be less ignorant than someone else, but I'm still ignorant. Because I haven't fully ascended. I'm still sitting here. So I haven't fully ascended. But I love that the darkness of ignorance perisheth before his light. Therefore is he hailed as the Buddha of radiant wisdom and all the Buddhas of the three and the threefold choir of sages praise him. Well, wait a minute. There's more Buddhas. Well, just like I believe there's more Christ's. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's been plenty of people who have walked the earth that have embodied Christ. Some cultures call them saints. Some cultures call them uh, gurus or teachers, but. You know, I think that there's been plenty that have been here and there's obviously some that we have these incredible stories of that are what the Buddha of light or Christ, the fullness, like actually going to the cross. You know, you have all these stories and it's like they all come from something, from some esoteric meaning. Did they happen physically? Yeah, I believe they did. I mean, weirder things have happened on the planet, so I can't imagine that these didn't happen. I definitely buy them as uh, literal, figurative, esoteric, spiritual. You know, I think that they have, you know, sevenfold meaning on all of them. Like, it's it's incredible 
It's incredible. You can look at any story in the Bible and there's astral theology behind it. You look at any story in the Bible, there's an esoteric meaning. You look at any story in the Bible, there's historical evidence of it. Like you get, it's crazy. It's crazy how all of these ancient texts have something to do with each other. Uh, with the amount of information at hand today, we are all ignorant. That is very true. And, and we're in the age of information now, but I beg to propose that collectively we can start to enter the age of enlightenment. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And I think that's what this whole community is trying to do. And rather than salvation for sale, uh, maybe we should extend salvation to everyone through every word, every blessing, every prayer every acceptance and actually step into the law of love rather than the old religious laws that brought nothing but condemnation. And that's one of the biggest confusions that we have in the modern church, especially the, the church culture I was raised in is that you're trying to compare an old religious law system to a new law system of Christ And you're trying to justify that he bought us from his father, who's supposed to be loving and caring, but was responsible for like millions of unalivings in the Old Testament. And I just don't buy that. I don't buy that Christ was buying us back from his dad. I think he was going, hey, my father is real. And by the way, he's in spirit and in truth. He's not that thing that wanted to enslave you and keep you under this religious system. He is light. He is love. He is the one mind that you're a part of. You've heard the term, the mind of Christ or Christ consciousness. And again, that's not inherently uh, a certain version of theology. It's, it's that universal idea. I believe Christ came to save everyone. I believe everyone will be saved. I believe everyone will be bought back into his kingdom. Oh, good. We can do whatever we want. No, like you're going to have to keep repeating it. You're going to have to keep suffering if you don't find that truth, that life, that love. Oh, so that means I'm going to live a perfect life and I'll never suffer. No, he had to go to the cross for it. But wouldn't you rather do that once and then come back? as an ascended master or actually ascend to a different plane of existence and be a part of creating fully more fully rather than again, I don't know. I'm just combining all of these different beliefs to try to understand a little bit more about what we're dealing with here. Because for anyone to say this is the way to me is just ignorant. And I mean that in all love because I look at this text and and I could keep reading. I mean, the glory of the infinite is boundless. Therefore, he is known as the Buddha of light past comprehension. All the Buddhas glorify the majesty of his holiness and leadeth all the earth unto his kingdom. Lead all the earth into his kingdom. Is that not what Christ came to do? Well, one of these has to be wrong. No, they don't. Maybe it's the same entity. Maybe it's the exact same frequency, the exact same spiritual entity, or the exact same ascended consciousness or being. Is he physical? Is he light? I don't know. I know he certainly shines like the light. 
And from the way Christ is described in the Bible and the transfiguration, he's actually transformed into a light body and taken up into the clouds. Very similar to extraterrestrial ascension type things. Could he be a certain race of extraterrestrials? Sure, absolutely. That actually understands who the Father is and have ascended to that level that they, they fully have that logos of God. They live in harmony. They live in heaven. Their societies are built on truth and justice and love and faith. And everything works together. And we're living at like the lowest vibration here, guys. The lowest vibration. So, anyway. Uh, what's up, Michael? How you doing, brother? Uh, God and Jesus walking uh, told different people two different things. Uh, yeah, and I mean, that's what we're talking about. You know, the Bible has a lot of different uh, indiscrepancies in it, you know, that kind of contradict each other. And that's why I try to read it and find that essence in it. And then I'm looking at this Buddhist text. It's, it's absolutely beautiful and it's brought me a lot of peace and I highly recommend reading it if you get a chance, because it will challenge what your idea of God is and what your idea of the Christ or the Buddha. And again, I had a pastor one time look, look me straight in the eye and say, Jesus is not Buddha and we need to get that straight. And I'm like, okay, I never said he was, but I also didn't say he wasn't. And by the way, how do you know? And by the way, the more I read this, I go, hmm, maybe he is. Maybe it's one truth, many names. All rivers lead to the ocean eventually, right? Anyway, I hope you guys are picking up what I'm talking about today. Th this one was deep. And I may not go an hour on this because I think I've given you guys enough to chew on. There's probably going to be a lot of comments about like, you know, go look at uh, this verse and Jesus said this and uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, because again, I'm not a Jesus follower. I'm a follower of the universal Christ. And that makes me so much more open to be able to read Buddhist, Hindu, I started reading the Quran the other day. There's some beautiful stuff in that. I love reading the Bible. I love reading the Greek in the Bible and the Hebrew. But I also love to try to understand the separation between all of this and like where there are extraterrestrial gods or angels that are wielding humanity into some sort of uh, control system. And then I love looking at what Christ and even as we just read the Buddha is speaking about the divine one, the one of light. You know, you've got a whole different understanding in there. Um, and I was going to read, let me see, from Gospel of Thomas, if I can find it. I got a lot of books in here. Been reading a lot lately, guys. I try to read a lot so that I can bring a lot to you guys. So, uh, Yeshua said, recognize what is in front of you and what is hidden from you will be revealed. There is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. Let's see. Yeshua said, I have sown fire upon the world and now I tend it to a blaze. That's in the Bible as well. Uh, similar verse to that um, and you know that's not really speaking of war but more like that spiritual fire 
Like it's in me for sure. You got a lot of people that turn that into this kind of self-righteous doctrine. Uh, you know, you need to know this, you need to know that. And like, I just don't want to do that. I want that fire to just continue to burn in me all the stuff that's not serving this enlightenment, this understanding, this love that we're all a part of. Um, and you know, a lot of people have that apocalyptic view and that's why I put this church sign here. I love this. Um, you know, salvation for sale, come get our brand today only, you know? Uh, and I mean that in love and respect too, but I also mean it as a means to recognize what's before you, you know, cause it's, it's been revealed. Like we see it now and, and, and people are talking about, Oh, there's this mass falling away from all these organized belief systems. Cool. Great. Maybe we're entering a new age of enlightenment and ascension rather than doctrine and dogma and people being manipulated and even guilted into believing a certain set of doctrines. And you may say, oh, not every church is like that. Not every, no, they're not. I get that. But I think a product of a lot of the modern doctrine is guilt, shame, not good enough. I hope I can. Am I able to, you know, all this stuff, all this stuff. Should I do that? Do I, do I need to, you know, all the questions, all the questions. Yeshua said to them, if you fast, you will be at fault. If you pray, you will be wrong. If you give to charity, you will corrupt your mind. When you go into any land and walk through the countryside, if they welcome you, eat whatever they offer you. You can heal their sick. It is not what goes in your mouth that defiles you. It is what comes out of your mouth that defiles you. I mean, he just came to challenge the, the, the religious system that was set up. Uh, Bojangles says, stay away from new age stuff. Not good. What's the definition of new age? We are in a new age. Welcome to the new age. Welcome to the new age enlightenment. Welcome to... Uh, the stripping away of all this stuff that doesn't serve the higher good. The matrix is always going to try to, you know, build systems of control. But there's a lot of people waking up and going, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe Christ and Buddha said some really important things. And by the way, maybe they're the same entity. Maybe they're the same entity. Uh, it's on you to find the good in everything and perceive it in life. Absolutely, Robert. Absolutely. Um, the gospel warns Satan is the father of lies and can transform into an angel of light. Second Corinthians eleven fourteen. Why do you think that that's perpetuated so much? I mean, just ask yourself that question. Let's look that up. Second Corinthians eleven fourteen. Somebody said that the other day. I mean, I've read it before, but um, 2 Corinthians. Uh, what was it? 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. Let's check it out. I love doing this so we can maybe get a better understanding of it together. And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Let's read the full... Uh, Paul boasts about his sufferings. Let's see. 
and I will keep on doing what I am doing in order to cut the ground from under those uh, who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end, their end will be in actions they deserve. Um, so here's the thing about that, guys. Paul had a thorn in his side. And it was a little thing, I believe, called a Roman spear. There was a big battle going on between this early church and the Gnostics. Um, and the, the church in Rome did not want the Gnostics to, uh, share their message of oneness and enlightenment and knowledge, uh, because that didn't serve the state. Right. Um, and I'm not an expert on this, but you do not have to look hard into history to understand like, wait a minute. Whoa. Um, so what's interesting about this is first off, where did Paul get that and why was he writing that? And by the way, who says Satan masquerades as an angel of light and why? How are you supposed to tell then? Okay, how are you supposed to tell if I'm if I am speaking and teaching authentic righteousness and the guy at the pulpit? And here's here's the what it boils down to, guys. And and this is from Christ himself. He said, "You'll know a tree by its fruit. You'll know a tree by its fruit." That's all I want. I'm going to leave it at that. So you can go, "Oh, Satan." And and I've had people call me Satan before. Trust me, I've been called worse. It's fine. Whatever. Uh call me whatever you want. But I'm telling you guys, look for the fruit. I'm showing up twice a day to do this for an hour at a time. Plus I go through and I try my best to answer comments. I do my best to put out between six and 10 videos a day. You have churches that, that they don't even barely show up and wake themselves up on Sunday to try to preach something, then ask for money and move on to the next thing and all the budget meetings and all the stuff and all the events rather than the service and showing up and I'm here and here's the fruit. This community is the fruit. So you call me a deceiver. That's fine. And I'm not saying you were saying that, but I'm just saying I've been called that. I've been called a heretic. I've been called all the things. So, um, and he says, I have, uh, said that phrase repeatedly since yesterday. Awesome. Awesome. Look for the fruit guys. Look around the tree for the fruit. Look on the tree for the fruit. Uh, look at how many people are coming to feed from that tree. And you might go, well, wait a minute. Well, you got these huge super pastors and they've got millions of followers. And yeah, that's fine. And they've got, they've got it all. They've got it all. But what's the fruit? Are people able to continue going back to that tree and stay fed? Or are they haven't, are they, is it falling fruitless at a certain point? And, and I, I propose that a lot of those, those huge, huge, you know, ministries, prosperity ministries, there's not a lot of fruit there. You know, people are attracted by the look of it, the feel of it, and then they find out they're still starving afterwards. And what I'm trying to do here 
is help feed people where, yes, you come back. I love you to be a part of this community. Michael Sexton says, a cup of cold water only. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I hope when you guys come here, like you feel fulfilled, like you see that what I'm talking about. I hope that that text, the Buddha text earlier is, is just penetrates your heart this week and helps you find some enlightenment and some ascension. And again, yeah, new age, new age. I'm new age. I love the new age guys, but there's a difference between new age and sorcery. New age is finding the frequency, finding the light, finding the love, finding yourself. Sorcery is you got to have all the crystals and the salt and you got to do the symbols and you got to say this incantation and all of that. All I'm doing is seeking and all I'm doing is trying to pull down the walls and look at the bigger picture of what's going on. And if that's new age, great. Welcome to the new age. Um, so let's see. Um, my tree is not the same as your tree. Absolutely. You know, we all have different trees, you know, it, and it's all a little bit different fruit. Like you have gifts. I wrote a whole book on this God given gifts of brilliance. And it's all about your personal gifts to serve into God's kingdom and not just serve into it, but to bear fruit for it, to be God's kingdom. Um, and so Annie has different fruit than I do, but you can tell because the fruit is all good, right? Like it's all the same, you know, it's not rotten fruit. It's not uh, bitter fruit. It's ripe. And a lot of these translations too, you know, it says good fruit or bad fruit. Well, if you look at some of more of the original translations, and I've heard a, a teacher on this one time talk about it, that it's actually ripe fruit or unripe fruit. Like you'll know a tree by its ripe fruit rather than its unripe fruit. There's a lot of churches right now that are teaching fruit that's just not ripe yet because they haven't pulled away a lot of the doctrine and, and said, let's look at this big picture. Let's actually be one. Let's actually be the mind of Christ. Let's actually be the body of Christ. So I hope, I hope you guys are understanding what I'm saying here. Uh, there are only two trees, the tree of life, Jesus, or the rotten fake fruit, uh, which is the tree of evil. That's a definite interpretation of it. Um, uh, and, and in this Buddhist text I was reading, there's the trees as well. It's really interesting. So, um, truth is wherever, uh, we find it. That's very true. Absolutely. Uh, Annie says to each their own uh arise isaiah says only one way uh as i said earlier all rivers lead to the ocean one truth many different names i don't care whether you call him jesus yeshua buddha krishna anyone that brings that authentic light and love and bears that fruit is doing the work of the christ or whatever you want to call him the logos Let's call it that because that logos I've seen present in a lot of different, a lot of different people throughout history. Thinking there's only one way is a limitation you're putting on yourself. You know, Robert, I, I agree with you because I believe that there was one way for so long and I tried to sell people on Jesus. And that's why I have this, this, you know, sign up here, salvation for sale. You got to buy this or you're going to go to hell. And guys, it's a personal spiritual walk. It's it's this like 
you either see it everywhere or you don't. And when you see that everywhere and you see that abundance, and I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about abundance, love, life, opportunity, friendships, overflow, you start living in that frequency and it's not done out of ego. It's a totally different way to live, guys. And once you experience it, like you can't go back. It just, there's just no way. Like people ask about, well, what about salvation? Can you lose your salvation? Not when you really find it. Because you're not going back. You are not going back. You can't. You're you're actually living at a frequency where if you go back, there'll be so much dissonance that, you know, it just like pushes you back up into that higher vibration. That's what I believe and that's what I experience. So doesn't mean I'm perfect, but it definitely means that I've I've found that. I've found that light, that love, and all I want to do is keep seeking it. That's all I want to do. And I've given up a lot to do it. A lot. You guys know my story. I'm not here by accident. Uh, somebody said, who is claiming to be a prophet? Uh, Miss says, also there's a scripture that tells us how to discern false prophets and true. Yeah, and that's true. You know, uh, basically, does it come true? Like, that's that's how you discern. Like, the prophecy was from God if it comes true. And then we want to look and say that, you know, prophets aren't real. Well, you got like, uh, I've got a Nostradamus book up here. He was considered a heretic. Uh, but look at how many of his prophecies have come true. Pretty crazy, guys. Like, you know, it's all there. And Jesus never said, hey, you need to believe this King James Version. That's the way. And he never said, hey, you need to believe that all this stuff in the Old Testament is part of your salvation story. Because it's just not, guys. It's an example to contrast against and look at that path, which is what the matrix wants you to follow. I don't care what system you're in. That's, that's the matrix system. And he offered a path. Why is that path narrow? Because 99.9% .9 of people don't want to look within because they don't want to confront what's within them, which is a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of doubt, a lot of questions. And he said, truly, I tell you, the kingdom is within you. Yeshua said, I will give you that which no eye has seen nor ear has heard. The disciples asked Yeshua, tell us what will be our end. Yeshua answered, what do you know of the beginning so that you now seek the end? Where the beginning is, the end will also be. Blessed are those who abide in the beginning, for they will know the end and will not taste death. And I think that's a perfect one to leave this on. A perfect one. I don't know who Paul Mooney is, uh, Landon. I'll have to look him up. I'm sorry. Michael says, saying the sun will rise tomorrow does not make uh, someone a prophet. Well, that is very true. That is very true. But what makes someone a prophet is having a detailed prophecy, claiming it's from God. Uh, and sometimes those prophecies come from different entities as well. 
um, and those, and I'm not saying, you know, bad entities, but I'm saying like, uh, we know, you know, there's been extraterrestrial transmission of data that have, you know, come in true. So it's, it's like, is that all coming from the Godhead? I don't know. I'm just saying it's, it's really interesting. Uh, Landon says it was on the Chappelle show. Okay. I'll have to go check it out. Uh, anyway, gotta go. God bless you, brother. I'm a seventh day Adventist, by the way. Oh, awesome. Uh, thank you, miss. I appreciate you being here. Welcome to the community, by the way. Obviously, we have interesting discussions. Not always as heated as today, but you guys did good. We all did good here, so thank you. Um, we're just here to love on each other, guys. That's the fruit. The fruit is you guys are going to feel accepted and welcome when you come into this community. And, and people that come in uh, with a strong, you know, heavy hand of no this, 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 uh, they're either going to find that we just don't buy into that here or they are going to go, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, well, what he said made sense. And, oh, I did find more peace this week. Oh, well, I found, you know. So I'm just saying the fruit, the fruit, the fruit. Let's see, one more. I'll, I'll read one more and then we'll we'll jump off here. Uh, let me find a hard one to, uh, to digest just to, to leave a challenge at the end here. Oh, here's a good one. His disciples asked, teach us about the place where you dwell for we must seek it. He told them those who have ears, let them hear. There is light within people of light and they will shine it upon the world. If they do not shine it, what darkness? It's really convenient that people say Satan masquerades as an angel of light because those are the same people, and I'm not trying to call anyone out. I mean this in love. Those are the same people that are stuck in limiting belief systems where they feel guilty, they feel compelled to try to defend this thing at all costs. And they feel like, oh, that might be good. That has to be Satan. Even though this person over here, they're just accusing them because they're living in light and love and oneness. Oh, well, they used to be or they used to do or I've seen them at the bar or I heard them cuss or whatever. All the things, guys, right? When we actually take that step to ascension, we really are a different person. It's not a prayer of salvation. It's a decision to ascend and step into the light and shine that light on the world. And if that accuses us of being the Satan, then so be it. Because I know I'm not the Satan. Oh, well, he's the deceiver. You wouldn't know. Really? I see the fruit. My life is finally finally opening up to all of these things that Christ said and I'm starting to look at him as the Christ that he was I'm starting to actually have that relationship with him for the first time in my life not a Jesus relationship or a Yeshua Torah observer relationship but a Christ consciousness relationship and that's a whole different level guys a whole different level uh, Robert says, I really enjoy reading others' perspectives and ideas. I learn a lot. I'm blessed. Awesome, Robert. Awesome. Uh, Michael says, Luke 9, 49 through 50. Let's look that up, and then I'll jump off here. Luke 9, 
9.49. There we go. If I can see through my microphone here. Master said, John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name and we tried to stop him because he is not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said, for whoever is not against you is for you. Very good, Michael. Thank you. Good, good verse. Good verse. Whoever is not against you is for you. Very, very good. Um, yeah, and they even accused, they literally accused Jesus of being Satan. And he said, a house divided will not stand. House divided will not stand. So we'll see, right? Keep looking for the fruit, guys. Look for the fruit in your life, too. Uh, Jason asked, or Jasona, sorry. Uh, Jasona says, are you going to go on a CE5 group anytime soon? I'll go with you. I'm in Oklahoma. Dude, I may take you up on that. Um, I need to look and see when there's going to be one, uh, where. I would love to. Uh, I've got a friend up in New Mexico, too, that might be interested. Maybe there's one up there that's kind of... Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll look into that. If I do decide to do that, I will, uh, throw a shout out to the community and let you guys know, uh, when and where it's going to be. Cause that would be really cool for us, uh, to actually go do that, uh, and do that with an open mind, especially those of us who love Christ, the Christ, um, and want to, uh, to really just develop our understanding of this universe that we live in. So, uh, everyone has something to bring to the table. We all have value and can learn from each other. Amen, Robert. Amen. Jason says for sure. Awesome. Uh, Casey says, appreciate what you do serving us well and glad to be a part of the collective enlightenment. Amen. Thank you guys. Thank you. Uh, I love you all. Thank you for being here. Uh, Robert letting go of ego is a tough process. Yes, it is. Uh, we all just want to be closer. Same end goals. Annie says, absolutely. Well, thank you guys for your support. Um, like I said, this shirt I'm keeping in the, the shop because it's been really popular. We've sold a lot of them and I got one and man, I love it. If you didn't get a premium t-shirt, these premium all over prints, they are so soft. Like I said, they are, um, like you could, I'm, I'm going to mountain bike in mine and work out like it's that type of moisture wicking material. Really, really nice. And then I'm about to order one of the cotton blends as well, just for hanging out around the house. They're only 30 bucks, and they're really cool. They've got a nice design on the front, uh, more of a screen print. But this is a major, major way you guys help support what I'm doing here. Another way is we are going to open up a Zoom group where we can legit have conversations together. Um, basically, we'll go through. We'll have a subject. Um, we will open it up to comments on that subject, and then I'll try to answer those questions as we go through and just have good conversations. It won't be a free-for-all uh, because we hope that we'll have, you know, at least a hundred people in this group, but you guys tell me either DM me or leave me a comment. If you're interested in a zoom type group, what price point are you comfortable with a monthly that determines how many people I need to let into this? Because if you say, well, $10 a month, we have to have several hundred people in this group. If you say $30 a month, we can limit, you know, the, the, the amount of people in the group. You guys let me know what you're comfortable with. I don't want to disqualify anyone because of finances. Uh, I'll always give you something for free if you just can't afford something. Um, but again, we do have to uh, move this forward as, as the ministry that it is. And hopefully I can hire some help soon and we can start building uh, the facility that we want to for this. So we're a long ways from that goal, 
but I know, I know that we're going to get there very soon. And I'm very thankful for all your support and love. Thank you guys. Uh, love this place. I feel at one with you guys. Thank you. Just watching now. I appreciate that. Uh, Oh, from South Africa. Awesome. Well, welcome. Thank you for being here. Be sure and watch the replay of this. It'll be posted over on my YouTube channel, my Facebook, um, and my, uh, podcast. Yes. The podcast. So, uh, here's a bigger picture of the shirt. There's me throwing the peace sign. Um, but yeah, it, it's like, look at the detail on it. Super, super cool. So anyway, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for the support. God bless you. I love you all. And I'll see you at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time this afternoon. Thanks. Peace.